0: From the Massive Studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is The Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Lee, presented by A Cloud Guru, bringing you the best of cloud computing from
1: around the world.
0: Good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome back to The Cloudcast. We are coming to you live from the Massive Studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. You know, about a year ago, we had a chance to sit down with Uh, Julius Voss, who was the co-creator back at SoundCloud of the Prometheus Project. And Prometheus Project is one of the really leading projects around the container space in terms of monitoring large-scale applications or really just monitoring containers as as a whole. And we thought, you know, with... Uh, the CNCF announcing uh, Prometheus 2.0, which is coming out here any day now, that it'd be a good team to sit down with uh, Julius and and really see what's been going on in the last year, how it's evolved. Obviously, containers have taken off like crazy, and uh, you know, being able to monitor them in production is really important. So we thought we'd sit down with Julius, um, get an update on what's going on, uh, some of the best learnings that he's found, from the industry in terms of working with lots of different customers, um, how the community has worked around this open source project and so forth. And the other thing we're doing a little bit different with this show is it's kind of not a cross promotional thing, but we had a chance a couple of weeks ago on my other podcast, pod CTL to sit down with Julius and just talk about the basics of Prometheus. So for anybody that was sort of new to the space, wanted to learn about it and really learn about it in the context of Kubernetes, now that we're seeing so much interest in Kubernetes, so much interest in containers going on. We wanted to do a basic show with him. Uh, we will put that in the show notes as well. And uh, we sort of did a follow-up with him the same day, uh, which is going to be this conversation and interview that you hear next, really looking at Prometheus version 2.0, which is just coming out now. Uh, what are the changes? What are the architectural changes that are making it better, helping it scale? Um, and also uh, had a chance because Aaron has been so incredibly busy with his day job to have Tyler Britton sit in with me. So Tyler uh, helps me co-host the podcast ctl show Uh, so for anybody who's interested in you know lots of in-depth stuff around containers and kubernetes uh, there's always been a link in the show notes for that one but uh, tyler sits in with us we have a great opportunity to talk with julius about prometheus and uh, we really hope you enjoy this interview all right very excited to welcome back to the show after about a year julius vols who was the co-creator and uh, one of the one of the founders of, of the prometheus project julius welcome back to the cloudcast
2: Hi there. Great to be here. So,
0: you know, it's it's been a year since you were on the show. Uh, Prometheus has now been out out and about for, for a couple of years. Um, g- give us a sense. I mean, when you guys were first building this at SoundCloud, uh, you know, like you said before, this was kind of out of necessity to, to deal with this big growing system. Did you ever imagine that you know it would sort of grow the way it does the number of contributors you know you've you know events specifically around prometheus give us a sense of like you know the craziness of how fast the the project's grown
2: oh yeah when we initially started out i didn't even think we would be able to build it uh, because it seemed like a bit of a crazy project to have a normal SRE job in a company, but then also build your own monitoring system. But the the pain we felt was big enough to do it. And then it was really useful for us. But before we really published it and open sourced it and you know it became known, we thought, okay, yeah, we should publish it and do all that. But mm, probably people will not really get what it's about. And it Prometheus does everything quite differently from other monitoring systems. It pulls, it has like a different data model, it has a real query language, it integrates time series into learning and all these new aspects where we thought, oh yeah, maybe people will not be into that. Um, but it turned out that I think the timing was just right. Uh, people were starting to have dynamic container environments and needed and noticed that they could not efficiently effectively monitor them with existing tools. I think also ex-Googlers noticed like, oh, this looks similar to what we had internally at Google. <laughs> Yay, now it exists as open source and I can use it. Um, and we were also just lucky um, by getting like really, it sounds stupid, but we got onto hacker news at the right time on place one and that just <laughs> jump started everything in a very crazy way. And we were really blown away by the positivity of initial reactions we had not expected it to be that positive and since then it's just been growing exponentially i would almost say that for many use cases it's kind of the default monitoring system you would consider like if you are running a kubernetes cluster it's at least kind of impossible to not at least you know stumble over prometheus and maybe consider it as your primary uh, monitoring tool so so it, it's been going way way better than expected and uh that's that's really amazing
0: yeah i know we're going to talk a little bit about the the new release that's coming out before we do that real quick the last time we spoke to you and again this was about a year ago uh you were getting ready to leave soundcloud you were going to go off and and kind of start your own company um give us a sense I, i know some of the core creators and maintainers are in different places give us a sense of the community like uh you know where are the core people working you know how many contributors and stuff do you have these days give us a sense of the project before we jump into what's new
2: right yeah so i don't have a company i'm just freelancing um so that that just makes it a bit less overhead simpler yeah, i guess sure. i'm i'm freelancing for various companies helping them everything is somehow related to prometheus whether it's training uh, coding or you know just consulting um then there's other community members, for example, Brian Russell has his own Prometheus company in Dublin, robust perception and he also hired uh, already his first employee. They're providing general like Prometheus support. Um, then you have people at coreOS like Fabian, Frederick and others who are also uh, super active maintainers uh, of Prometheus um, and yeah basically you know Fabian, for example, wrote most of the features that are relevant for prometheus version two that are going to be relevant when it's released so yeah i guess we have bjorn and tobias who are still at soundcloud uh, we have uh, contributors from uh, digital Ocean as well and some other companies so it's quite sp- widespread and there there's different models that people find for how they can and want to and why they want to contribute to Prometheus. Um, but there's notably not one single Prometheus company that dictates the direction or so, which I feel is important. And also kind of is, is the reason we joined the cloud native computing foundation to have that uh, independence and, and signal that as well.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Um, as, uh, as Brian mentioned, uh, 2.0 is uh, you know is, is about to, sh- to uh, ship soon. Uh, what's 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 big and new in, in 2.0 that people should be excited about?
2: So pr- pr- uh. <laughs> um, So Prometheus 2 is mainly still Prometheus. A lot of the changes are under the hood, but they're still so dramatic that they will still be usable in, in the way. So for example, the whole storage engine, it was completely rewritten and switched out. And the new one is way better in like every way you can imagine. For example, huge improvements in general, RAM, CPU, and disk usage, but especially disk I.O., which has often been been a bottleneck when people want to ingest a lot of metrics, um, is now down by, you know, like 99% almost, just by completely switching the way we do the storage. It also handles dynamic churn of time series better. Like if you have uh, containers that come and quickly go away and you want to track them all individually in metrics, you will have many short-lived time series. And Prometheus was already good at that, but now the new storage handles that even better by segmenting storages by two hours time chunks and not having one big index that you need to sift through over all time, even if you're not really looking for old series. And the new storage design also uh, enables more flexible features like snapshots that you can take consistent backups of your time series database uh, without stopping the server. So, so that's the whole new storage, which is, I think, the the major uh, amazing thing. And people have already been running it in production and testing it and been like, oh, wow, suddenly I can do things with Prometheus that just were not possible scale-wise before. Then we have something that we call staleness handling, where we have better handling in the query layer of series that disappear, time series that disappear from a target that we previously pulled from and we kind of notice, oh, there was a series before and now it's no longer present. So we explicitly mark it as absent now, so it will no longer be returned. So this is kind of like a a detailed thing, but it makes queries work more as you would expect them to work. It's kind of hard to explain, I guess. We have some changes around recording and alerting rules, uh, mainly a new format that has been switched from a domain-specific language to just YAML because that's the standard, um, and there's some new capabilities around that as well for how to group rules, and yeah. But otherwise, Prometheus is still Prometheus. There's no, you know, like big paradigm changes in there, and I think that's a good thing.
0: Simpler, simpler, faster, easier to manage. Always, always good things for for an.
2: Yeah, to easier easier to manage definitely also just because the storage takes away a lot of the worries people had about resource usage and you know tuning it and all that that just kind of goes away now all, also all the tuning flags are basically gone now so
0: right. so yeah. you know when when we when we first talked to you you know a year or so ago you know you you were coming out of soundcloud you guys have built this um you know it originally had been built for soundcloud then you've got a sort of make it a little more generic so it'll you know get picked up by the community what have you learned in the last year in terms of kind of best practices with you know working with lots of different companies what are some of the best practices you've seen what are some of the the patterns that are that are kind of emerging in terms of how people are using it or what people should think about when they're deploying prometheus and, and trying to be you know better monitors for their environment
2: yeah i think the um the main best practices are not so much about how you deploy your prometheus server um that is usually relatively straightforward but about how you um how you instrument your applications is i think the the biggest thing um, there's a lot of things, a lot of ways you can shoot yourself in the foot by, for example, um, overusing dimensionality and blowing up Prometheus in that way by having too many different values in a given label value or so, like user IP numbers. Or by, I guess you can build also topologies that will not be ideal, that will not allow you to make maximum use of Prometheus's pull model. Like if you have one big super exporter that you funnel all metrics into and then, you know, from different applications and you may be mixing application and host metrics in there. Uh, and then Prometheus just pulls from that central source. Then Prometheus kind of loses the benefits of the pull model where every single pull kind of has this health metadata of was I able to reach a certain thing that I care about and also attaching metadata to all the data implicitly by knowing what I pull from, I know what labels to attach to it. And if I'm pulling from some big aggregator, that aggregator needs to already have all that information. So these kind of things, um, I guess, yeah, I'm not, I'm not so sure. I mean, there's, there's many things when, when I see them, I know, (laughs) I know them, (laughs) but uh, just listing it uh, straight off off the head uh, is, is a bit difficult. I think.
1: Well, well somewhat off of that uh, you know when you when you build anything right uh, especially software you know you usually end up hating your code ten minutes later, like ah oh, go back and rewrite that and, and you're constantly making changes and you know now that now that you know this is this has been going on for a little bit what what do you think are the biggest lessons you've learned or something you wish you knew you wish you knew then what you know now
2: yeah so actually I'm pretty happy with the way how technically everything worked out because we managed to avoid the biggest problems, I guess, uh, by having people on the team who already were um, very experienced in monitoring and had also uh, seen some of the flaws in in Google's kind of similar kind of monitoring system and helped us avoid them. Um, so I'm actually pretty happy on that front. I think just in general, on the open source project management front, it is sometimes a challenge for people to, to find a model that works for them, you know, that. They have an employer, and maybe that employer only gives them a certain amount of time to work on Prometheus, even though they're really heavy users of Prometheus. Or uh, me at the moment, for example, I'm freelancing and I'm helping various companies doing stuff around Prometheus. But those companies might not always be interested in, you know, sponsoring a lot of upstream development. So this is still, I guess, kind of a challenge. I still don't know what the ideal solution to that is. And I think in general, making, you know. Open source sustainable is an open field with a lot of discussion. I think one thing that would have been good is if we had established governance earlier on when, you know, basically before it was necessary. Now we have a big group and we're still kind of trying to figure out now what the official project governance is, even within the CNCF. And... Yeah, still need to kind of agree on things and it's turning out to be a bit difficult. If that had just happened earlier in, a, in an official way, then you'd have that structure and you could go from there and you, you know who can vote on what and so on. So I think that's, that's something I would do differently if I started a new uh, open source project.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to me, um, there really hasn't become, I guess, you know, Weave, Weave and WeaveWorks sort of has a Prometheus <laughs> as a service, but we haven't seen necessarily a, a Prometheus-only company emerge. Are you sort of surprised by that in terms of, you know, trying to be kind of a commercial <clears throat> vendor? Are you sort of surprised by that, or is that kind of aligned to what you're seeing in terms of it's still an emerging community?
2: I mean, in a way, Robust Perception is a Prometheus-only company, or at least very much focused around Prometheus. And Weaveworks is heavily betting on it. Uh, you have uh, also companies like GitLab. I mean, they do many other things, but they also see Prometheus as a very important part of their platform now for monitoring things you deploy via the CI and GitLab and so on. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I've also been approached plenty of times um, about potentially, you know, creating a company just around Prometheus. And I'm just I mean, I've thought a lot about that, and it's just not really what I personally want to do. But I think, in general, it would ma- it would make sense. But you have all these different players, kind of. Already, um, you know, trying out these different models. You know, WeaveWorks ha- has their hosted service. A robust perception is offering support. CoreOS is also doing, you know, some of that. You know, they they offer support around Kubernetes and, and CoreOS and all kinds of other things. I I'm I'm not such a busy business savvy person, so I'm not sure how easy it would be to still, you know, get into that market and and be successful. But it could totally work out. Yeah.
1: Now, now, one of the uh, one of the things that we're starting to see really take off and and again, it's a similar story, right? coming from the the kind of cloud scale companies that built stuff they needed, um, you know like envoy that uh, lyft built and and that's starting to make its way into uh, project Istio using some of these new service mesh you know more advanced networking sidecar technologies, linkerd um these types of pieces uh how do you see prometheus's role in those environments you know it's it's that that two sides of the you know of the coin of of you know visibility as well as you know the the capability so not just hey are these things working right but you know in troubleshooting well where's the networking going you know where do you see uh, where do you see how prometheus fits in with these with these new technologies
2: yeah so technologies like linkerd and istio the nice thing yeah. is that they give capabilities to applications uh, without having to modify the application right they give you load balancing and health checking and all that but they also uh, include prometheus metrics so both linkerd and istio uh, expose prometheus metrics about the traffic that goes through them and so on so now you can just point your prometheus at those metrics endpoint and get uh, monitoring for what your request rates are potentially latencies i'm not exactly sure what the exact metrics are there that, they, that get exposed. But you get some monitoring for free without actually having to change your applications. So that's really nice. It's kind of an out-of-the-box way to get better metrics or to, to get some metrics uh, started without modifying things. Um, I think in general, I would still recommend people to also instrument their applications directly because it gives you more control over your metrics and allows you to... Monitor things that are happening inside of your process that might not be you know visible at the edge when it passes through linkerd or istio um, but in general, i think it 's a good good development and will help people get started with with metrics easier
0: one of the things that we 've seen um, over the last couple of years has been interesting to to see the rise of uh, a lot of events that are very monitoring and operation centric. So obviously, um, you run an event, you know, PromCon, uh, you know, Prometheus centric. We see things like Monitorama. Uh, Velocity has always had a a lot around operations. For people that maybe don't necessarily always get to the events, or uh, you know, because they're you know, cost or or location or whatever. Like, what are some of the other ways that people are are around the community? Like, what are the good ways? What are the good Slack channels? What are uh, what are other types of ways that people that are in the operation space or concerned about monitoring can like get connected with, with this broader community?
2: Yeah, so I only really know about the Prometheus community. I mean, I know there's a Kubernetes Slack channel and all that. But uh, for Prometheus itself, we are kind of old school. We have IRC channels on Freenode. There's one that's just hash Prometheus and another one that's hash Prometheus-dev for the more development-related versus users Usage questions. Um, So we have that. Um, You can also use it over uh, Riot, which is an open source messenger on the web. Um, so we bridge all these into the matrix messaging system, which is this kind of open, federated, almost slacky kind of thing to make it a bit more approachable for you know non-command line users and all that. Then we have mailing lists. We have a users and the developers mailing list. You can find all this information if you head to um, prometheus.io slash community. And you'll, you'll find the late mailing lists and, and IRC channels and GitHub issue trackers there. And some explanations about, you know, if you are interested in um, contributing a new feature, maybe send a mail to the mailing list first. If it's a big feature, you know, don't just send a pull request or so without first asking about it. or So, you know, so, so there's some uh, guidelines around that. Um, also in the contributing.md file in the Prometheus GitHub repository, um, that's, that's also a thing to look at. Um, in general, I think we're all happy to help both on mailing lists and IOC channels. Sometimes we might just not be able to reply because we're busy or asleep because we're in Europe or things like that. So don't take that the wrong way.
0: Right, right. And like, like you've mentioned, uh, it's still sort of a, a European centric community because a lot of it started out of Berlin where you guys were. Tyler, we've been uh, we've been picking Julius's brain for a while now. Any last questions or any last thoughts around all this?
1: No, I mean, I just as as someone who you know used to be in IT uh, on the operations side, this was always one of the the banes of my existence—the tooling around uh, monitoring and logging because it, it didn't usually get enough attention, except when stuff was broken and then you were too busy trying to fix the broken thing. Uh, so I just love to see uh, all the attention and and new tooling and things like this. So I think it's an exciting time.
0: Very cool. Well, listen, uh, Julius, uh, one last thing. Uh, where can people reach out? It's the easiest way for people to reach out to you or contact you if they want to you know, do some work around uh, you know, have you help them in their environments or uh, you know, pick your brain about questions and so forth.
2: Yeah, so you can either mail me at julius.volz at gmail.com or also find me under my full name on Twitter, twitter.com slash Julius Vaults. Um, yeah, I think those would be the, the main avenues for reaching me.
0: Very cool. Well, listen, uh, thank you for the time. Tyler, thank you for sitting in this week. And uh, uh, Julius, it's great to catch up with you again. And uh, hopefully we uh, we get a chance to do this again sometime very, very soon. And, and best of luck to the whole team around the uh, the launch of Prometheus 2.0. So with that, folks, we're going to wrap it up for the week. And uh, we'll talk to you next week.
1: Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast please visit thecloudcast.net to find more podcasts, show notes and everything social media and visit acloud.guru for all your cloud training needs.